0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: The Single Mom Podcast, episode 67. In today's episode, I talk about why sometimes we as single moms undervalue ourselves and why you should absolutely not be doing that. Welcome to the Single Mom Podcast, a show dedicated to all of you rock star moms out there who are doing it all on your own while trying to keep your sanity and sense of humor. Our show covers a ton of different topics, all intended to inspire and motivate you single moms out there to live your absolute best lives. Now, let's dive into today's show. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Single Mom Podcast. I hope you're doing absolutely fabulously today. Um, It has been a minute since I recorded a podcast and I do apologize for that. Um, I just recently moved all of my podcasts from the previous platform I was using to a new platform. Um, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit just because I wanted to give you guys a heads up. The reason that I moved over to a new platform is that occasionally here and there in some of my episodes, you may hear some advertising, which is going to be a new thing. And, um, I kind of went back and forth about whether or not I really wanted to do this. And I looked at it and said, well, you know, um, it costs me money to, do this podcast. So it would be kind of nice if um, I actually made some money off my podcast. So um, it won't be excessive. It won't be a ton. It should be ads that are, you know, fairly relevant in some fashion to, you know, parenting or moms or, you know, just general life. Um, It shouldn't be anything that is going to be insulting or Offensive or anything like that. It's just um, some real quick potential ads that will take just a tiny bit of time and then we'll dive right back into the episode. So, um, just wanted to give you a heads up that that may be something that you're hearing in upcoming podcasts um, just to, you know, kind of give you that warning. Uh, But that is the reason that I moved over to a new platform. And then, shortly after doing that, um, life got really busy and then I got extremely sick. Um, And in fact, um, talking too much is something that makes my voice. So I'm hoping my voice makes it through this (laughs) podcast episode without completely going gravelly and bad. But um, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. If you're hearing this, odds are it turned out okay, because I wouldn't have put it out there if it wasn't okay. So, (laughs) um, so, uh, I am very sorry for the delay and the lull in the episodes. Um, hopefully that's not something that's going to happen again. And I definitely hope not for the sick part because it sucked. I was so sick. There's some crazy super bug that's going out there that, um, apparently doesn't care if you got the flu shot, doesn't care if you're usually healthy. (laughs) It like is just taking people out. And it knocked me on my butt for about a solid week. And then it's taken me two full weeks after that to even get to the point where I'm like not coughing all the time. I'm not completely drained after a couple of hours of being up and about. So it really, really, really knocked me on my butt. And hopefully um, you do not catch it or your kids because it sucks very badly. So with that being said uh, let's dive into today's show. So today I'm going to talk about, um, kind of a couple topics. It's, it all sort of centralized around a main theme and, and that's the idea of, um, you know, undervaluing yourself. And, and what I mean by that, and I'll give you, I'll give you sort of the backstory of this. Okay. So, um, For many of you, hopefully you follow me on Twitter. You know that I'm on Twitter um, as well as Facebook and Instagram. I'm all over the place. If you are not familiar with my social media channels, please be sure to find me and follow me. Um, I will uh, put links in the blog post. Um, You can always go to the blog and find the social media channels and like and share and all that great stuff. But um, I go on Twitter and it's not an all the time thing because I find Twitter enrages me a lot. There's a lot of really horrible people on Twitter. Um, I think there's a lot in social media in general, there's a lot of keyboard warriors who think that that is the appropriate venue for them to just unleash their bleh on everybody. (laughs) Uh, And they feel like that's a great place for them to sort of, you know, put their misery out onto other people. And so I don't go on there a ton. Also because I, I get sucked in. <clears throat> I get sucked in really, really quickly to a lot of BS. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, there it is. Um, And I don't always like how I feel coming. I feel sort of slimy after I come out <laughs> of being on Twitter for a while because there's just so many vile people saying so many vile things. However, Um, When I do, inevitably, because I am a very opinionated person and I do have strong political opinions, which if you're not new to this podcast, you are aware if you are new to this podcast, I'm giving you a heads up. I do have strong political opinions. They tend to lean more to the left than to the right, though I do try really hard, not always successfully, but I try really hard to see both sides of an opinion um, or at least acknowledge that it's totally okay for you to have a different opinion than I do. Just acknowledge and be respectful of the fact that I do not think your opinion being different of thine than mine makes you a bad person. So do not treat me as though I'm a bad person because I believe what I believe, right? I feel that way about politics. I feel that way about religion. I feel that way about a lot of different things, right? And I think that's just a healthy mentality to have but inevitably anytime I go on any post and make a political comment um, and I'm human as well many times I've been've ca- caught myself and gone man that was not the nicest comment I typically try not to insult people I um, However, I, I, I do insult the president because I think he's a horrible person. I should probably not do that. I should be better than that. But he is probably right now the person that really just makes me sink down to like my five-year-old self of just like, you're a duty head, right? Like, I just can't help it. <laughs> um, he just brings that out of me. And I'm working really hard to be better. I'm not always. Again, I'm human. I make mistakes. But inevitably, no matter what kind of comment I leave, even though it's, uh, you know, and and most recently, it was actually um, an intelligent comment. It wasn't uh, insulting. It was just, this is my opinion on this matter. I think that this is, um, you know, a stupid, you know, my opinion on the on the wall that people want to build is that it's a stupid thing to do. It's a waste of money and resources and time for something that is not going to be effective in the way that they think it will be effective, and uh, at some point, it's just going to get torn back down. I, it just will. I mean, if if we've learned anything from East and West Germany, it, at some point, it will get torn down. It just that's just how it's going to be, and so ultimately, we'll end up wasting billions of dollars for something that ultimately did not have the effect that was intended. Um, I think there's other more intelligent, resourceful ways to deal with um illegal immigration and, you know, uh asylum seekers and things like that. So, um, again, without diving too big into politics, I made basically that statement. That was that was basically what I was I said. Um, and in that fashion. And all it never ever fails anytime. And it's typically unfortunately the people on the right who are trying to defend their position. Um I end up getting insulted, uh, in a, basically in a way of saying, well, no wonder, you know, I had someone saying, well, y- you know, judging by your intelligence, that's likely why you're a single mom, right? Like inevitably it always boils down to, oh, well, that's why you're single. Oh, no wonder you're single, right? A- as though being a single mom was some form of insult. I do not find it an insult at all. I never have, but I always find it funny that that's what they regress down to. And for some reason in their mind, being a single mom is something that I should be ashamed, upset about, or feel bad about. I do not. I do not feel any of those things. I'm actually very proud of the fact that I'm a single mom. I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a strong, independent, self-employed, running my own business, taking care of my family, keeping my shit together all by myself, mom, And I'm also single. I have no problem with that. I am very proud of that fact. And the other thing is, and it just, it always, it always degrades down into that. And I find it mm, so crazy. And it's interesting to me because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you know, I know that it is, I prefer to be single. Like, that's who I am. That's I'm happier when I'm single. I know it to my core. I have yet to find someone that I feel would be a valuable addition to my family structure who brings something to me and my family that is missing. I, I have yet to find somebody. I have yet to find somebody that I feel is worth my time and energy to, you know, bring them into my life. And I'm okay with that. I prefer to be single. And the amazing thing is, is so many people think that it is impossible to be happy being single. You most definitely can be happy being single. In fact, I support and I fully encourage regularly any single mom or single woman that I know to be happy being single. You know, I have friends who have been, you know, throughout my life who I have watched be with loser after loser after loser because they were just looking for somebody to make them happy. Like, and they, they could not be alone. I had one friend who I never ever saw her single in the entire time of, we were friends and we were friends for a couple of like a decade if not more and i never once saw her be single she was always in and, and she was the type of person who when a relationship started going south she would find another man real quick and she'd have two she'd be juggling two kind of so she had one sort of waiting in the wings while she was ending the relationship with the other one so that she wasn't there was like never any downtime she she never had downtime it was always there was somebody else waiting in the wings for her when that other relationship finally bit the dust. And I just never got it. I And I have another friend who I, you know, the last time she got done with the relationship where she was with somebody who was just not a good person. I'm like, please, for the love of God, be single for a while. Stay single figure out who you are and what will make you happy. Because without that, you're just taking the next person who gives you some attention. And she's the type of person who I watch her change who she is in order to fit the person that she's with. If they like Harleys, she loves Harleys. If they like uh, Pokemon and Digimon and, and, and gaming and stuff. She likes Pokemon and Digimon and gaming and stuff. And if, so it was, I, I, you know, when I see her single, I see her personality and I see who she is and I see that come through. But then once she has a man, she changes, right? She's like a chameleon and she ends up adjusting who she is And allowing things to happen that she shouldn't allow to happen, allows treatment that she shouldn't allow to happen, because she just doesn't want to be alone. And I have never been that person. I've never been that person. I, at my core, cannot be that person. Um, And I am the person who is actually okay and happy being by myself. I do not feel I'm missing something. I do not feel a void or a hole or something that needs to be filled. I don't, I don't have that. And, you know, maybe that says something about me. Maybe I'm just, you know, I've had some people tell me I was a cold hearted bitch. I've, maybe that's true. I, I don't think it is, but I don't know. I also just know that I have really high standards for who I want to be in my life. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And if in doing so that keeps me single, I'm okay with that. And I actually really am okay with being single. I don't have the time or energy to deal with relationships. Um, And I think that so many, and this is where it kind of comes back around to the, are you undervaluing yourself? So many women I know end up in bad relationships because they just jump at the first person to pay attention to them. And I don't, you know, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad about that. I just want people and women, especially single moms, to know that is not necessary. That is so not necessary. You know, that's how you end up with somebody who treats you crappy and you keep up with that because you just feel like, oh, at least he's paying attention to me. Screw that. I'm sorry. No. Right. Like, that's not okay. You don't want that. It's not okay for you. It puts you in a really bad position and it creates a toxic environment for you and it creates a toxic environment for your kids and your kids are watching somebody treat you like crap and all just so you don't feel like you're alone. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. And, you know, and that's what I see so often. So it makes me again, I go back to thinking to myself, why is it an insult that I'm a single mom? It's not. It's a preferred, 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 (laughs) preferred is not a word, um, preferred state for me. So I just really have never understood that. And when we talk about undervaluing ourselves, and when we get to a point where maybe we jump at someone who pays attention to us, where we're willing to lower, um, you know, our standard, or we're willing to, to, you know, accept certain things, just to be alone, that always ends up badly. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to go into that a little bit more after the break. Um, And after the break, we're going to talk about, you know, why I've been single for the last 12 years, almost 12 years, and, and what sort of brought me to this realization um, it was something that I really knew, again, in my core, but it really got brought back to the forefront um, with my ex. And so after the break, I'm going to dive into that. And so we'll be right back.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.
1: You know, before that break, we I was talking about how um, I really came to the forefront, you know, making sure that I don't undervalue myself or that I don't lower my standards uh, when I was with my ex. So my daughter's dad, um, I, I have been single for the last almost 12 years because I really allowed a relationship that was never, ever going to work. And I've talked about this before. Um, but I, I let down my guard with my ex, with my daughter's dad. I let down my guard and I lowered my standards. Now, I'm not saying that as an insult to him, um, even though I could, but I don't want to. It's It's not an insult. That's not what I'm trying to do with that. Um, And it's not intended that way. When I say I lowered my standards, it means that I lowered my standard of how I allowed myself to be treated. I lowered my standard on what I should expect from a relationship. I lowered my standards on what I wanted, and what I was expecting, just to try and make something work. And that is never going to end well. It's just not. Because ultimately, at some point, you're going to get to the point where you're so unhappy and so miserable, that it just all goes to hell. And that is truly what happened. Right? I really wanted to try and make something work. I allowed treatment that I would never allow to this day. Um, I allowed myself to behave in ways that I normally would never do. I drank a hell of a lot more when I was with my ex than I ever do. um, Because that's what I felt I needed to do just to be around him. And that is awful, right? That's awful. It it was not a good environment. I should never have done that. But for whatever reason, and I was single for a very long time between for the seven years that my boy so like, I didn't really date. I kind of dated. I had people that I had friends with benefits. That's what I had. And that was fine with me. I'm actually the type of person who I'm actually okay with a friends with benefits type of situation because I don't really like the entanglement. And I'm okay with that. When I get into entanglements, that's when I get really like, uh, I don't know, maybe in all honesty, I play a a definitive, definite role of where things go wrong in a relationship. I'm not saying that there was no blame on my ex because there's definitely enough blame to go around, but I struggle in relationships because I just don't really, I'm not comfortable in them. And I don't know if that makes sense at all, but I'm just, I'm not comfortable in them. I... I'm kind of the person where I'm like, I sort of get into a relationship and I kind of want to be in a relationship, but then I'm really standoffish because I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I, am I'm sort of like that kid who just like, doesn't know what to do with their hands or they don't know how to stand or they don't know what they're supposed to say. And Like, that's how I am. That's how I am in relationships. I'm really bad at them. And so another reason why I'm okay being single, because I don't like that struggle. I don't like feeling like I have to do that much work, to be honest. So, but um, with him, I thought, well, if I'm going to make this work, I'm going to try and make this work. I'm going to lower my expectations of how I should be treated. And I allowed things to happen and things to be said to me and just a general feeling of just disdain like I my ex the entire time we were together I don't think he ever once referred to me as his girlfriend never once I was a baby mama that's that's who I was that's how I was referred to and never once did I get a definitive answer of you know when I remember sitting down and asking him a couple times What am I to you? What is this? What are we doing? And never really getting a straight answer. And so I allowed that. I allowed that, but I was trying to make it a relationship. And that just, it just was never going to work. That was such a dysfunctional, oh my God. And I look back now and I look at it and go, oh, what was I doing? What was I doing? I wasted so much time and energy and heartache on something that in hindsight, looking at it, it was just not a healthy thing. And that's what I want you guys to start thinking of when you undervalue yourself, when you allow people to give you that mentality. And I think that's where that feeling of, oh, I can use this as an insult because so often, so many single moms undervalue themselves. And I want you to stop. I want you to realize that you are amazing. You are a kick-ass woman who is keeping it all together, taking care of her kids, taking care of her household, doing what needs to be done to keep it all together, and you're doing it by yourself. That makes you a frickin' rock star. Now, keep that mentality when it comes to finding, or having a man there or a partner. Doesn't have to be a man. You may have a woman. You may prefer the same sex. That's cool with me too. I don't care. But when you're thinking about having a partner, let me just be non-gender specific. Um, when you're thinking about being, having a partner, just accepting someone who first pays you attention because it doesn't happen that often, that's not going to work. Okay. Now, there are exceptions to the rule, of course. You may find the one. You may fall in love. He may love you. You may love him. You may get married. You may have your own kids. And they happily ever after in a 2.5 bedroom home with a picket fence and two dogs. You may have all that. But odds are that's not how it's going to turn out if you jump at the first person who pays you attention and gives you a little bit of attention. What you need to be looking for and what is so important and, and this should be important for women in general, right? But for us single moms, especially, we only have a certain amount of energy and focus that we can direct towards trying to make a relationship work because we're keeping all the other shit together too, okay? So that energy and that love and that attention and that time is precious. It is freaking gold and the people that you are going to want in your life as a partner are people who recognize that if you are giving them that time, that they recognize it as the freaking gift it is. Okay. Now I'm not trying to come off sounding cocky or, or holier than thou, or, you know, I'm the shit type of thing. It's truth. This is truth. People who do not recognize your value as a single mom, as a woman to begin with, but as a single mom and recognize that you are worth the effort that they should be putting in. If they are not putting in the effort, if you are the one putting in all the effort because you're trying to hook and keep a man. No, that's not how that should work. Whoever is worthy of being in your life, is the person who understands how amazing it is that they are getting your time and your energy and your love because it is not something that you can give away as easily as you would have if you were a single woman with no attachments and no kids. It is not as easy for us, it is complicated, it is hard, it takes effort, more effort. Because if a woman who is a single mom is willing to give you that time and energy that she got dressed and fixed herself up and looks nice and found a sitter and is using her free time that she does not have a lot of to come and spend time with you, then You need to, uh, that person, whoever that person is, needs to recognize that for the freaking gift and gold that it is. And if they do not, then they should keep moving. You deserve to have people in your life who do not undervalue you. And you should not undervalue yourself in order to find someone. Period. And that is why I've been so perfectly content and happy to be single. Because honestly, I don't like getting dressed up. (laughs) I don't like putting on makeup half the time. If you know, I've had people when I do wear makeup, they're like, oh my gosh, you look great. Wow, you're wearing makeup. I'm like, yes, yeah, see, this is why I don't do it that often. So when I do, it's like, holy crap, look at you. That's amazing, right? Because that's so rare <laughs> that it happens. Um, when I get dressed up, it doesn't happen often. So when I do, people take notice because they're like, oh, wow, she's in something other than yoga pants and a tank top. Look at that. <laughs> right having someone recognize the effort for what it is. And if you put in that effort for them, that's really a good person. That's the type of person you should be looking for. Not somebody, I went out on a date with one guy, I and I I had to think about this. So in the past 12 years, I really haven't dated, but I did go out on one date. One date in 12 years, right? And I'm not talking about time with friends or people who are friends with benefits, right? And I don't consider that dating. One date, date. Like, date, date. And this dude, first of all, was so incredibly boring. He's total snooze fest. But then he got cocky in a way that was just insane. I... I told him I didn't want to see him again. I was like, no, I'm, I don't think this will work. I'm good. I don't really want to date. And he literally said to me, you know, you should be grateful that I want to spend time with you. I'm sorry. What? No, fool. You should be grateful that I was willing to actually take some of the time that I do not have and spend it with you. And when I did, you bored me to tears. So no. I should not be grateful, but I'm not looking for a man who's got this attitude of, oh, she's a single mom, so she should be thankful I'm paying her any attention. Boy, no, no, no. You should be thankful that I took the time to spend time with you because my time is at a premium. I don't have a lot of extra time just to be given away to stupid fools. I do not. So I want you to make sure That you are valuing yourself, putting yourself on a pedestal. And again, it's not cocky. It's not, I'm not sitting here thinking, you know, treat me, you know, buy me everything and do this. And I'm not saying that. Everybody needs to put work into a relationship. You have to put work into a relationship to make it work, but they need to put the work in as well. What I'm saying is, is make sure that you are not just jumping at the first person who shows you some attention because you feel like you're supposed to fill some void. Be okay with who you are single. Find out who you truly are at your core because then that's going to help you find the person who's right for you and that you're not just diving into something with somebody And completely changing your personality and who you are and what you like and what you don't like and what you like to do and not do just to make somebody happy so that they continue to spend time with you. It shouldn't be like that, right? And make sure that they truly understand the value of who you are. And if you are spending the time and energy to be with them, knowing that they truly appreciate what that is actually costing you, that's time away for your kids. That's time away from doing other things that you maybe should be doing or could be doing to take care of your household. Right. I'm spending, you know, instead of going to bed early and getting some much needed sleep, I'm actually out with you, even though I need the sleep. Right. Knowing that they truly respect and understand what you're using and giving up to be with them and knowing that they value that, that's important. And not that they just have this idea in their head of, oh, she's a single mom, so she should just be thankful that I'm even, you know, she's probably happy. I can, I can do whatever I want because she's just happy to have a man or a woman, right? No, no, don't undervalue yourself. Make sure that the person that you are spending time with and gifting with your time and your energy is a person who actually respects that you are giving them that time and energy. So I hope that this was helpful. And, uh, and by all means, please don't ever let anybody ever use the fact that you're a single mom is an insult because it's not. It's not an insult and it should never be used as such, but it definitely should not be taken as such. Don't let ignorant people make you feel bad about your current circumstances ever, ever. OK, you're a freaking rock star. You know, you're a rock star. You're doing it all on your own. So you should be. freaking wearing a crown everywhere you go, we should all have tiaras. That's just how it should be. <laughs> So I hope that this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please make sure you visit the blog um, and uh, follow me on all of the social media platforms so you can see all of the other great stuff that I post or at least I try to post when I have time and my sanity, uh, which is um, pretty few and far between some days. (laughs) But you understand that, which is why I love you all. So have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for joining me today for this episode of The Single Mom Podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it. There is even more great stuff over at The Single Mom Blog, so please be sure to head on over to thesinglemomblog.com. And also, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media channels so that you know anytime a new episode is posted.